from the studios of Fractal Recording, this is The Mystic Show, episode 88. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome to the Mystic Show. Yes, we broadcast live every weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. That's New York City Time, 8 a.m. That's 5 a.m. in California. That's about uh, 12 or 1 p.m. in the UK. I don't know, I think it's 5.30 p.m. in India. So... And um, we also podcast the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and our website, uh, themysticshow.net, www.themysticshow.net. And uh, yeah, this is the show where we talk about, well, spirituality in general, but a lot of things unseen and otherworldly. This is a conversation that, um, that we feel is uh, is a great one and very helpful very helpful to each one of us on our spiritual path um i guess we're all on a spiritual path whether we know it or not right so we talk a lot about mindfulness as well right what is mindfulness it's just being mindful being aware being in the present moment think of the opposite of mindfulness it's mindlessness <laughs> Right, which just gives you a picture of uh, something crazy or you know animalistic and you know destructive in a way. Um, we also talk a lot about personal development, and that's a part of, in my opinion, that's a big part of spirituality is actually putting in effort. Uh, learning some practical knowledge and putting it into practice and experiencing what happens. And that's called personal development. And without that, you know, if we're just going to read books or watch DVDs and, and talk about these, you know, philosophical concepts and, and all this esoteric, you know, hist- historical literature and all this stuff um if we're just gonna read then that's not that's not enough that's really not enough so this show we talk about all these things we read from some great books and again the whole premise is that we have a conversation so you can uh, on the website you can comment on any of the shows all of our past episodes are on the website you can listen to the show post your comments and um, and have a conversation. So we're also on social media and all that stuff. You'll see that on the website, themysticshow.net. And also, of course, our sponsor, 
Pause your life. You know, if, if you're here in America, or uh, you might know the Staples button, that little button you hit and it says, that was easy. Um, wouldn't you just like a button in your life where you press the button and like everything stops? Like you don't have to go to work. You don't have to do any chores. You don't have to do anything. You can just sit there and just be a human being and breathe and look around at nature and maybe take a walk. Maybe write down some things. Maybe take a nap. Well, literally, that's what Pause Your Life facilitates. Time for yourself. Hit the big pause button on your life. So, pauseyourlife.org is the website. Pauseyourlife.org. Meetups, retreats, and... Well, I was going to say the daily pause emails, but it's my job to program those emails. And uh, for a few weeks now, I've, I've been doing a bad job. But they will resume again any minute. But the daily pause e- emails are just a quote you get in your email. So, you are a mystic in training. You are on the spiritual path. And I'm happy you could join us on the mystic show. You know, sometimes, sometimes on the show I feel like backing up and kind of just talking a little bit about why why you're listening to this show, why you're on a spiritual path, and how important it is, you know? And we're, we're going to, in, in the, read, uh, the reading today from the James Allen book, we're going to talk a little bit about it. But, you know, there's something within each of us that this little voice, it's saying, you know, there's more. There's more to life than just going to work and eating and going to the bathroom and sleeping. Um, there's more to life than that. So what is it? And that's what all the great, great saints have always been teaching us is to go inside, to meditate, have time for yourself. And um, so even if you're listening to this and you don't really know, you know, what journey you're on or what you're supposed to do next, that's really okay, actually. Don't don't worry about it. Um, all you really have to know in the beginning is that there's something inside of you that's uh, speaking up. It's saying, "Hey, look at me." There's look inside. There's there's a deeper meaning to this whole dance that we're doing here of the dance of life, and it's a beautiful journey. It's a uh, it's an adventure, really. And and I must say, it's not for the faint of heart because, like I said before, anyone can read a book or watch a DVD and, you know, casually talk about some spiritual topics, right? But it takes a real sort of, I want to say, commitment or dedication to yourself to actually you know, practice meditation regularly and also uh, be be in the process of molding your character, becoming a, a, a spiritualized person, a divinized human being. And that process is difficult, very difficult. And it's so easy just to say, ah, I'm just going to sit on the couch and 
read a book for five minutes and, and that's it. That's my spirituality. It's really easy to do that. So the the real the true spiritual path is 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 for the lions. It's not for the lambs. So having said all that, I mean wherever you are right now is good. If you're not completely 100% lion right now, that's okay. Just move in that direction ever so slightly. <laughs> Because as long as you're moving in that direction, you're good. You'll get there. And of course, the intention you put behind it is important too. That you intend to become a divinized human being. To see what that next level of human being is. Reminds me of that, uh, there's a song by Tool, which is called 46 and 2. And basically, you know, human beings have 46 chromosomes. There's 23 pairs of chromosomes in our genes. And uh, the whole song is about 46 and 2. What happens when we evolve and we, you know, get two more chromosomes? And we're, we're, we're like the next, next version of human being, the next higher level. Um, and what is that like? And in the song, he talks about stepping through your shadow coming out the other side. And uh, it's true. It's true. If you think human beings are done evolving, then I, I would think that's not correct. I mean, human beings may be the top of the chain right now, but, you know, at, at least on this planet, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. But, uh, but we might be very, you know, we might be much more evolved than, let's say, animals. But there's still, we can evolve a lot. I mean, there's no limit, almost. So, the way we're living now is, um, you know, it's funny. We, My wife and I were watching the, uh, I think it's a DVD series last night. We just, we rented it from the library. It's called... Um, the men who built America, and it's about all these guys, you know, Vanderbilt, Rockefeller, Carnegie, you know, Henry Ford, all these, the big guys, right, who who went through the Industrial Revolution and all that stuff. They led the way, right? Or at least they made all the money, we can say that. Um, but when you watch that, it's like you look at these, they were talking about in the 1860s or 70s, I can't remember, when there was... I mean, there was no electricity and they had to use, they were starting to use kerosene in these little lamps in their homes. And, but five, 10 years before that, they didn't even have that. So when, when it got dark at night, I mean, your house was dark that you didn't have any lights. <laughs> I mean, unless you could, you could have a fire, but that's it. No, no lights, no kerosene lamps no electricity, nothing. So then they were all happy that, you know, it was like a revolution. They got kerosene. They could all have lamps in their houses and have light at night. And, uh, you know, you think, as I was watching this, I'm thinking, wow, that was, it's just crazy how far we've come since then. I mean, and those people could never have even imagined what we have now, especially with the internet and cell phones and 
everything we have now. It's it's just it would be mind-boggling to them. So I believe in the same way that um as humans, we've evolved pretty far when we've done a lot of good things. I mean, it, you know, we have a lot of potential, right? And we're wonderful creature and amazing beings. We really are. And at the same time, we're just we're climbing this ladder where we're going to keep evolving. So here's the thing about being human, though. You can consciously participate and cooperate in this evolution, in your evolution. No other animal has the consciousness to be able to cooperate because they just don't know. As a human, you can cooperate and accelerate this evolution. So that's that's one of the options we have in this life. And I mean, some people look back at history. Some people look toward the future. Some people are in the present. I know there's different personalities, but um, anyway, this journey is, is just, to me, it's a wonderful journey. It's beautiful. And... It's just great. I mean, and obviously that's why I'm participating in the Mystic Show. And in a way, that's why you're here too. So we're all we're all in one boat crossing the ocean. So real quick, um, we're, I'm going to read from the James Allen book. You know what I'll do? I just, what we'll do is we'll just take a quick break and then we will... Uh, we'll start reading from this new section of the James Allen book, which is really... Very cool. So uh, we'll just take a quick break here on The Mystic Show.
Yes, thank you to the Indigo Girls for that little musical interlude there. It's called uh, The Southland in the Springtime. And uh, it's that time of year, actually, here in North America. And welcome back to The Mystic Show. Our website is themysticshow.net. All our information is there, all the previous episodes and everything. So let's uh, let's get into it here, because this little thing, little section we're going to read is just tremendous. So we're reading from the book by the English mystic, James Allen. And it's a book called From Poverty to Power, published in 1901. And we've read, I think, three sections so far, and this is the fourth, I believe. And this section is called The Silent Power of Thought, Controlling and Directing One's Forces. I'll read it again. The Silent Power of Thought, Controlling and Directing One's Forces. And we'll read a part of this today. Uh, so let's, uh, let's get started. The most powerful forces in the universe are the silent forces. And in accordance with the intensity of its power, does a force become beneficent when rightly directed and destructive when wrongly employed. This is a common knowledge in regard to the mechanical forces, such as steam, electricity, etc., But few have yet learned to apply this knowledge to the realm of mind, where the thought forces, most powerful of all, are continually being generated and sent forth as currents of salvation or destruction. At this stage of his evolution, man has entered into the possession of these forces, and the whole trend of his present advancement is their complete subjugation. All the wisdom possible to man on this material earth is to be found only in complete self-mastery. And the command, love your enemies, resolves itself into an exhortation to enter here and now into the possession of that sublime wisdom by taking hold of, mastering, and transmuting those mind forces to which man is now slavishly subject and by which he is helplessly borne like a straw on the stream upon the currents of selfishness. The Hebrew prophets with their perfect knowledge of the supreme law, always related outward events to inward thought and associated national disaster or success with the thoughts and desires that dominated the nation at that time. The knowledge of the causal power of thought is the basis of all their prophecies as it is the basis of all real wisdom and power. 
National events are simply the working out of the psychic forces of the nation. Wars, plagues, and famines are the meeting and clashing of wrongly directed thought forces. The culminating points at which destruction steps in as the agent of the law. It is foolish to ascribe war to the influence of one man or to one body of men. It is the crowning horror of national selfishness. It is the silent and conquering thought forces which bring all things into manifestation. The universe grew out of thought. Matter, in its last analysis, is found to be merely objectivized thought. All men's accomplishments were first wrought out in thought, and then objectivized. The author, the inventor, the architect first builds up his work in thought, and having perfected it in all its parts as a complete and harmonious whole upon the thought plane, he then commences to materialize it, to bring it down to the material or sense plane. When the thought forces are directed in harmony with the overruling law, they are upbuilding and preservative. But when subverted, they become disintegrating and self-destructive. To adjust all your thoughts to a perfect and unswerving faith in the omnipotency and supremacy of good is to cooperate with that good and to realize within yourself the solution and destruction of all evil. Believe and ye shall live. And here we have the true meaning of salvation. Salvation from the darkness and negation of evil. By entering into and realizing the living light of the eternal good. Where there is fear, worry, anxiety, doubt, trouble, chagrin, or disappointment, there is ignorance and lack of faith. All these conditions of mind are the direct outcome of selfishness and are based upon an inherent belief in the power and supremacy of evil. They therefore constitute practical atheism. And to live in and become subject to these negative and soul-destroying conditions of mind is the only real atheism. It is salvation from such conditions that the race needs. And let no man boast of salvation 
whilst he is their helpless and obedient slave. To fear or to worry is as sinful as to curse. For how can one fear or worry if he intrinsically believes in the eternal justice, the omnipotent good, the boundless love? To fear, to worry, to doubt is to deny, to disbelieve. It is from such states of mind that all weakness and failure proceed, for they represent the annulling and disintegrating of the positive thought forces which would otherwise speed to their object with power and bring about their own beneficent results. To overcome these negative conditions is to enter into a life of power, is to cease to be a slave and to become a master. And there is only one way by which they can be overcome, and that is by steady and persistent growth in inward knowledge. To mentally deny evil is not sufficient. It must, by daily practice, be risen above and understood. To mentally affirm the good is inadequate. It must, by unswerving endeavor, be entered into and comprehended. And that's the end. Uh, we'll stop there today. Again, this is the beginning of the section called The Silent Power of Thought, Controlling and Directing One's Forces. And the way he's describing the silent power of thought, it really reminds me of a concept I wrote about in my book, which I called, um, and, and others call, self-leadership. Because even in the title here, controlling and directing one's forces. So you as a human being have forces. You have thought power, you have your physical power, you have your spiritual power, right? You have all this, these forces, right? These, these capabilities. And we have to learn, that's what James Allen is saying here. We have to learn how to control and direct them. And in my book, I talk about self-leadership. You have to be the leader of all these forces and use them properly. So, and a couple of times here, he also mentions selfishness and it, he, he seems to always bring that back in as like the opposite of, well, he kind of intimates that selfishness is the, the root cause of all everything unspiritual, right? And and the root cause of all our uh any pain and suffering that we suffer is because of selfishness. So he also mentions the psychic forces of a nation are what makes a nation go to war. I thought that was interesting, right? This like the the combined thought power of all the individuals in the nation 
That's what makes a country go to war. Not one man. Uh, Very interesting. He also talks about cooperating with the good. And I'll just mention the last part here because it's really, this was my favorite quote of of what we read read today. Um, To mentally affirm the good is inadequate. It must, by unswerving endeavor, be entered into and comprehended. So he's telling us we have to enter into spirituality. We have to get into it. We have to get into ourselves, into our minds, and experience. Try things and experience and meditate and see how it feels and see how it affects us. And, uh, right? Because he says, to to mentally affirm the good is inadequate. So, I mean, positive affirmations are a good thing in general. Um, but, you know, on a spiritual path, it's not enough. That's why I said this is the way of the warrior. This is not an easy path. If you're going to do it for real, it's not an easy path. If you're going to stick your toe in the water, then fine. Then it's sometimes good, sometimes bad, and all this. But to divinize yourself, that's that's what we're doing, and it's not easy. So I hope the Mystic Show helps you. I hope you can go check out our previous episodes on the website, themysticshow.net. And I hope these concepts can, you know, maybe you can ruminate on these a little bit during your day today. Think about it. Maybe take some notes and... And, as always, you know what to do, right? Keep shining.